0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala Whoa. Your Thrice Weekly Podcast where we talk about the hottest news. But today we're not. Talking. Wait, wait, now the latest gossips and with a touch yeah. of uh the latest gossips with a touch of what, Terrence? humor. <laughs>
1: okay. Fucking hell. Always always just trying to bypass <laughs> other people. Focus on just you yourself talking all day, right? <laughs> Yeah, but, today we actually have no guests. It's just me. No, yeah, no, no, but we do
0: have a very special guest in the studio. It's going to be a hard one today for you, Harish. Why? This this guest talks as much as you do, I think, if not more. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to get a taste of what you experience every day. Like, right? mm. um, and this person is someone we worked with very closely on our latest show, Mars <laughs> Pois, which is a 13-episode <laughs> <laughs> Tamil yeah. sci-fi comedy series. Right. The person is laughing right now. You'll find
2: out why. Yeah. Because you just um, murdered the language. <laughs> the murder. <laughs> you said is satatong. Satatong in Tamil means uh, died. Then but is it sentatong? So I actually killed the language. Sertatong. Sernatong. Why are you speaking like that? <laughs> okay, okay. Give him <laughs> fucking give, frogs in your mouth like that. Give him the
1: proper intro,
0: Harry. Right? <laughs> yeah. Come on, intro. do
2: better. And now I, that voice come from? I, Hello, everyone.
0: Now I get what you mean by saying someone who talks a lot. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I feel your pain, huh, yeah. yeah. Haven't even finished the introduction. He just self forces. Come himself. on, give yeah. be a better yeah. introduction, man. Anyway, this guy, he's been in the industry for- <laughs> What, this guy? What do you mean you people? <laughs> I would, this I would guess. <laughs> I would guess he's been in the industry for a long time. He's he's a great actor. He's He's got an image that- Putri him as a very brooding individual. He's mm. been on the, every magazine you can imagine. He's the heartthrob of Singapore, Tamil cinema and TV. There is so, no cinema, but all right. So with, with, without further ado and interruptions from our guest, please, <laughs> we'd like to welcome James Kumar. Welcome
2: to our podcast, man. I'm glad that you're glad that I'm here. Normally the guest wow. normally speaks right after only <laughs> after once we introduce them. let no? I see, I, I couldn't I couldn't wait because uh, that was so so dull and boring. You <laughs> need to work on it. I'm not sure how you how you guys got through 253 or more 250. Over 250 podcasts. This is the
0: that. 254th yeah.
1: episode. Yeah. Right after we did our first live one. So I mean, you actually touched on something that is very real, like the fake energy that yeah I all with. of a sudden uh, I've that never that seen that that side of like
2: you know yeah. this, this whoa, whoa, whoa. oh look at me oh my god I'm so cool I'm trying to make this thing so exciting and cool
1: because I am boring inside and dying. <laughs> so so <laughs> As the, as the slightly uh, more measured person here ah. and a bit older and all. Uh, this was what I was going on the set la, a lot of times when Haresh and Kumar uh, and James. <laughs> <sorry.
2: laughs> Haresh and James. Haresh yeah. and James. Well, technically my name is Kumar. So <laughs> no, you no, can't right. yeah,
0: yeah, anyone who's tall, thin, and funny, right? It's Kumar. Kumar. <laughs> that, so let's
2: take
3: him.
1: No, we just did a live show with Kumar. That's why, that's why it rolls off oh, yeah, all yeah, all yeah, of time. course, yeah, of James, course, James, James What Amish. else rolls off here? No, no, so I was going to say, when James and Haresh are on set, it's kind of like this where they start making jokes and then everyone else just starts to awkwardly look at each other cause like you don't know when the joke is gonna finish. Or at least <laughs> it overstates it, welcome. Then we're all just like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, funny, funny. Okay. And that was
0: the first time actually we were working with,
1: we we worked with James, right? Correct, correct, correct. So it's, uh, if, if, if anyone listening to this podcast is feeling a bit awkward, welcome to my world. That's how <laughs> I'm feeling also. <laughs> But I, I'll I'll take one for the team. Uh. but, but I mean, enough about but enough about the dynamics. But what what <clears throat> is what is
2: James Kumar? Yeah. What is James Kumar? Well, like you said, um, I'm, I'm merely an actor. <laughs> For the past ten years in Singapore, Jim.
0: Jim, this is not a media I do medieval. my part
2: for the creative industry, you know, trying to make people laugh, but most of the time cry. Uh, that's about it, you know. That's how I pay my bills, uh, uh-huh. you know, through uh, acting gigs and stuff like that. I also do some music, you know, on the side. And uh, mm. recently, I started back on my, uh, you know, photography and also poster design, which I, I've uh, very much uh, done a great job I must say for this uh, series as well, Mars Poison and the Doom poster, which they haven't paid me for and not much too.
1: Yeah, well, I feel like I just traveled VTL to like several different continents. Uh, <laughs> but Xen- you
0: do the confused continent. Yeah, continent yeah Xen Xen right. went to South Africa, <laughs> then UK, then <laughs> yeah, everywhere. Yeah, James, this thing is going to go on for like an hour and a half. No? Yeah.
2: So, so It should be longer. <laughs> it should be a five hour thing, you know, it should be like a trilogy. Three hours each. I mean, even though it could go
0: on for an hour and a half, we can end it off right here now as <laughs> <Yeah>. well.
1: <laughs> we, we 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 yeah lah, James is uh, uh I think we've seen him in person. I think you wouldn't expect that kind of like comedian vibes from him lah. Like like exactly. what we're getting now, right? Yeah. A- yeah.
0: Exactly. I think if anyone listening, like um if you Google James Kumar, you all the photos you would see, right, would be <laughs> photos of him just standing against some concrete wall uh without a smile at all intense mm. eyes and is that over and over again la yeah. so i think that's what Terence was referring to before we met him in person yeah. and we realized he's an absolute nut la.
3: Mm, mm. so
0: so what was your what was your impression of james that was my impression of james like always brooding one of those pretentious people with that hype, hype yeah. post on Instagram and all. No,
1: I mean, literally, he's on uh, Men's Folio, August 2021 magazine. Oh, yeah, correct. He's listed as one of the heroes of Singapore pop culture. Mm. And uh, he's wearing a trench coat in you know, in Singapore, mm-hmm. which I think you hardly see people wear trench coats. <laughs> Damn right. Unless you're James Bond. Uh, but he's James Kumar. That's, exactly. why, that's why I don't know what is James <coughs> Kumar. Uh, mm. James, come on. just.
2: There's oh, nothing think, much. Uh, it's... Uh, I, I'm the kind of person who doesn't like to talk much about myself. that, okay. that in truth, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. no, then,
0: then then maybe we ask the questions. So, yeah. let's, so let's do that. So I mean yeah. right now you're known mainly as an actor, right? But when, when did you first get into acting?
2: I would say I first realized that I was an actor when uh, I told my first lie as a kid. Mm. And mm. that's when I realized, oh my God. How how old was it? I acted. And I got away with that. Is this what acting is? Through a mm. lie. So, but professionally, having mm. gotten mm. paid for it, I would say uh, 10 years ago, uh, about 11 years ago, I guess, I did a, a favor for a friend. Mm. Um, I was always wanting to go uh, down the path of being a director. Mm. So uh, I took part in this uh, competition called uh, God, I have no idea what it was called. But then there was this competition for directors, actors mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I took part in the uh, directorial, director category and um, failed miserably. I uh, didn't win it, uh, but I came in third, I think. And then it's from there, there were other directors as well. And um, I was much like this, very jovial with them. And, and uh, he was like, hey, dude, you know, uh, can you do me a favor and just do this small part for me on this show? Mm. Uh, it's like a re reen- uh, it's like uh, a reenactment of things and stuff like that. And he was like, "Come do me a favor, do this." And I played with this angry guy who's mm. got anger issues, and I was like practically screaming and shouting mm. and um, abusing people around him. And then what happened was someone saw this, and at that point in time, there was this series, this top series happening on uh, on air uh, that was going on on air. It was called Vete Vete. It's, a, it's like a cop show. So when Vete was going on, I was a big fan. I was watching uh, people like Shabir mm. uh and the late Rishi Kumar, God bless mm. his soul. And um uh, I was a big fan of the show because it was a cop show and then and stuff like that. And then I I, I told my um, my friends and my family, if there is a Vete 2, mm. I will be the next villain on it. I just said wow. it just for fun, you know. It's like, you know, friends talking and all that sharing about the work. But what happened was I was actually casted. Mm. And when I got the uh when I got the call, I thought it was just going to be some other drama. It's just like, you know, like a character just comes, says this line and then goes off and that's about it. He's forgotten. Yeah. But then when the um, the script came and then it was like, oh, this character is going to be called Raj Boy. And uh, he's going to be uh, one of the baddies in this mm. way day, season two. But even that, there was only he was only going to be around for like about four, five episodes max. And then he'll get killed off by the cop, the main character yeah. in the series. But then uh, what happened was I told myself, you know what, since I've gotten this opportunity and it's one of my favorite shows, let's milk it. Let's mm. milk it and just give it my best. And um, basically, I was just doing, a, a, I was just spoofing the um, so-called Indian gangsters that were around the neighborhood and stuff like that in my performances. Mm-hmm. And uh, it um, went on air, the first episode, and the whole town was like who is this guy oh my god he's so cool! Mm. and as in the character that i played oh my god we want to see more of him and then from what what was supposed to be this character that was supposed to be just for five episodes ended up being around for like 55 episodes nearly oh. the entire
0: series that was your first project as an actor a,
2: a, a full-blown like a series so oh. and uh, that's um, um that's when i was uh, even considered and I started considering myself, oh my God, okay, maybe I can do this, you know? Mm, mm. And uh, yeah, and at the end of the whole journey of that, that year, I um, got crowned as the best newcomer on oh. them So they gave me an award for that. So that was nice. And that's when all the uh, the other roles started coming in. And uh, most of the time, they were like more intense stuff, mm, mm. Uh, not the comedy. Uh, they wouldn't associate uh, James Kumar uh, with doing... Comedy at all, mm-hmm. so but that was one of my burning desires uh, all these years, and uh, I think it came to life uh, and came to be through this uh, project which you guys uh, um, have come up with. And uh, very grateful and I uh, must say, I'm, I'm sure we're going to be talking about it a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, mm. very, very, um, very, very satisfied. I must say, uh, mm. yeah, being able to. Uh, perform in a piece where right? it's going to warm the heart it's going to make people laugh and mm. stuff like that so I would say that is when my journey as an actor be- began and uh, here I am mm. here I am yeah. wow. Long
0: story, so, right? so the, the role that you did play in this upcoming show which is launching <clears throat> 26th January for- on Mi Watch Premium, Premium which yes. is tomorrow Tomorrow, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, yeah. Depending, I think this podcast, I mean, yeah. It'll be, it'll, it'll be out already by, by, by the time this podcast is And out. then oh. it'll be available for everyone to see on 2nd February and yeah. likely to make its way to Vasantam on TV uh, at some point as well. Uh, Yay. Yeah. So so the show is about this Singapore's first space mission to India, mm. uh, to Mars. <laughs>
2: <So> India. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from
3: there? <laughs> first <laughs> mission to India
2: Harris on is a bullock t- cart.
3: <laughs> Hers's
1: first foray in Indian culture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like going
2: to Mars wave. He's first, trying to deny that he has got in, any Indian blood. Yeah. In
0: Massacre the language. Mexico.
2: Uh, <laughs> first,
0: first space mission to Mars. Hmm. Um, and there's a bunch of stuff that goes wrong. So James plays this genius scientist who is tasked with managing the space crew and kind of like keeping up with the... With the plans of the the funders as well, like, which mm. might not be what you see, what it seems. So, so I mean, yeah, we, we might uh, we will get to that. But so I just want to go back to you were saying that your professional career as an actor started ten years ago, yeah. but from young you already had an inclination that you wanted to
2: act. I didn't have an inclination of wanting to act or direct mm. at all. I just enjoyed uh, uh, watching TV. Mm. Uh, growing up, I. Um, I, I was from a very very strict church, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, they were like, uh, "No, you can't go to the movies. It's satanic." Oh, shit. you know. <laughs> and, uh, really? I, I, I'm not gonna go oh, deep into uh, what uh, denomination I was uh, from okay. and uh, growing up in, but uh, yeah, uh, doing the slightest thing—I would say even smiling or having fun—is mm. uh, something to do with the devil. So mm. yeah. So movies were kind of like, oh God, I want to enjoy TV. I want to watch this, but uh, so TV was fine. We were allowed to watch TV. I'm mm-hmm. not sure what the difference is because at the end of the day, whatever was on in the you know in the theaters is going to be on TV anyway. So yeah. anyway, I, I guess it's like you know the coming together and then you know being found in a place like that instead of a worship, that's uh. devil worshiping. So anyway, so I did enjoy uh, films. My favorite, I would say. Uh, growing up, what inspired me most was um, Forest Gump. Mm. Forest Gump was yep. a f- is a film that will forever remain close to my heart. Uh, I remember um, we didn't have a VCR at home, and uh, what happened was uh, um, uh, there was a video store. Okay, you know, in the neighborhood. So right at that same video store, there was also a, they they also had like a, a place whereby you can play video games. Mm. Yep. So you pay like two dollars or two dollars and fifty cents, uh, and then you know okay. they let you play Sega yeah. uh, for like half an hour. Great, you know, great, Street yep. Fighters and stuff like that. That was those those were cool days. Yeah. So at that same place, there was also the, the, they were running a video store. So at that time, we've got the laser disc. Or something, mm-hmm. If I'm not wrong, yeah, right. laser, mm-hmm. laser disc, but most, mostly VHS tapes. So um, and um, I got I, I saw this Forrest Gump. I, I saw posters of it everywhere. And I, I remember it as a kid. I was always... I, I watched... I saw trailers on TV. But then it was like almost after a year or so later, I remembered it. And I was like, hey, um, the trailer was kind of fun. You know, it looks very nice. I uh, mm-hmm. watch this film. And then when I saw the poster uh, at the video store, I was like, oh my God, this is the film. I remember uh, I remember mm-hmm. watching the trailer. Yeah. Um, and then I went to like really... I uh, rented out. Mm-hmm. It was like, what? Four bucks back then. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think for a, for a day. So I rented it out. But then... Uh, uh, I realized I didn't have a VCR player. Our family didn't have a VCR player. <laughs> so what happened was I went to my neighbor's house, ah. uh, like house, each house. And then uh, imagine this kid, right? He's like, what, primary three, primary four. I think. Mm-hmm. And he's like going house to house and asking them if I could borrow their VCR. Mm-hmm. And they gave me like <laughs> this, what the fuck is wrong with this kid look? or is this kid like trying to steal our VCR? Mm-hmm. But eventually, um, that's that's the thing. Uh, you know uh, sometimes you know you, you never know there'll be an angel next door or something like that yeah. someone who's really kind hearted you know who sees that you know maybe this you know, let's just take a chance and be nice and let's see where that takes them or where let's see what happens so uh they uh, this lady she who ho- you know she she took out her VCR and then she just gave it to me and she said okay after you watch, you know, just return it back. to mm-hmm. So I brought it home and every, my mom and everyone was like, what is this? What are you? Who is this? What's going on? Where did you take this from? Yeah, uh, yeah and all that stuff. But then I, I put on the team and I watched Forrest Gump. And then it forever changed my life in that sense. Whereby, you know, watching a film like Forrest Gump at that age, uh, it teaches you to be uh, resilient. It teaches you to never give up, mm-hmm. to go mm-hmm. follow your dreams. And anything can happen. You know, at one at one point, he's like a ping pong player yeah, superstar, yeah, yeah. and then all, all of a sudden, he's shaking hands with the president yeah. and with Elvis Presley, teaching him how to dance and all that when he was growing up, and then uh, all these icons, John Lennon and all that, were all in there. They were superimposed, but then you know you see that, you know, dreams can happen you know, dreams can come true. You know, sometimes mm, mm. It, it was a film, uh, but then if you're a kid watching those kind of films it will have a lot of like uh what do you call it 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 really um inspires and also what do they call it like you, when you're influenced uh-huh. it really influences you and i think it's uh one of those uh things that um make of the man i guess when he grows so up so you you um. remember
0: that distinct moment uh, that that way it, it it really impacted you that much right?
2: that's, Yeah, because that's because it made me it was warm. It made me smile. Mm. It made me cry. Mm. You know, uh, tears of joy. And one of my favorite characters in Forest Gump was Lieutenant Dan, oh, yes. the guy who loses his leg. Yeah, yeah, And that yeah. guy, even after the show, even after the movie, fuck, I'm so sorry, I forgot his name. But Gary Sinise, right? Yes. Okay. So, even after the movie, he felt so close to uh, the role that he played. And when he played that, when he when he played that role, a lot of soldiers who were lost in wars or lost their limbs, Mm. they started reaching out to him after they watched this film. And they said, Mm. you know, uh, thanks for playing the role. It really, you know, uh, uh, through this film, it actually, you know, um, educated a lot of Americans or those people who watch movies, that there are people like that who lose their limbs, who come Mm. back different, who go through a lot of depression and stuff like that. And because he got this kind of uh, feedback, he started started this uh, like a fund, Mm. A funding a charity For veterans and all for, Yes oh. So yeah So what happens is Through these um, funds He gets He builds houses for them mm. he, he you know uh, Gets uh, you know Medical uh, fees Covered for them So you never know So, so as actors You know uh, By watching uh, By being in films They do have A lot of influence I must say And back then When I was a kid that movie really influenced me a lot mm, so mm. other than that I was watching a lot of local TV shows as well Gumit up.
0: so were you already watching it or that show made you kind of pay more attention
2: to mm, to TV shows and films that those were films but then at the same time there were TV shows happening mm, right mm. with uh, back then SBC 5 they call it TCS after that yeah channel 8 excuse me my Penne and Kari is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <Burping. laughs> so uh we got the Gurmit's World. Yeah. It was banned after a while.
0: Gurmit's World was great, man. It was uh, awesome. Yeah, it, should yeah, be on, yeah.
2: it should be on Netflix. You know, even Kumar was on it, right? Gurmit's yeah. World, Rara-, yeah, Rara. Rara Show, World. yeah. Rara, Rara, Rara Show. Oh my god. That was real TV back then. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, your under one roof, your Portugans, your you know uh Triple Nine. Triple Nine was mm. great. I was following it like crazy growing up. And then of course, not to mention, in you know, all those uh, Channel 8 programs, I watched and followed Channel 8 shows. And this is, mm. that is where I kind of got like a bit, learned a bit of Chinese from. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, like, like which which shows? Xie uh, kwang's uh what do you call that? Chi uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yeah. Say, <laughs> recently they added on Netflix yeah. and then Yo, King yeah, oh yeah, and Liping. all these people. So I watched a lot of Channel Eight dramas. Yeah, okay, legit, legit. No, yeah. I mean
1: he just passed a test. I think Harish, your eyes just glazed over <laughs> he said. Le- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> legit, legit. He passed the test. He didn't just say unbeatable or anything. He, he ah, no, went. No. He went into Chen Chen
2: Liping yeah, and all yeah. that. Yeah, so Chen Lin Bing was one of my. I I had a huge crush on her. Mm. Yeah, and then after that it was Evelyn Tan and all that. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So growing up watching that, and then came the the the, the magic of movies. You know, movies. There, there was like Ghostbusters. I remember mm. Ghostbusters. Mm. I, yeah. I couldn't the go original. To the, uh, yeah, original I Ghostbusters. couldn't go to the theaters and watch it. But I remember. Uh, back then, it was like you know, it, it was at the void deck,
3: mm, and there was the a
2: projector uh, okay. and Ghostbusters. It was someone was playing Ghostbusters. Is it on the eve of Christmas? Was the it BCD the deal. RC
0: or just some, some?
2: No, it was at the void deck. So I'm not sure if it was like uh, planned by the RC people and stuff like that. But Whoa. this is like the 90s we're talking about, you know, mm. Ghostbusters mm. at the void deck. It was crowded. The void deck oh, it was, really? like a, it was like it's like. That was my version, I would say, of Kampong. Really, yeah. I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. So that was playing, you know, yeah. at the Void Deck. So I wasn't sure if it was like a monthly thing or it was just a one time thing. And then would, everyone was asked to, like, get out of here. You got no license to put this up. And so But that was memorable. Uh, yeah. The, the, the magic, you know, the movies bring you to. And my first movie that I went to watch in the theaters mm. without telling anyone. <laughs> in my family was toy story mm. yeah. nice so toy story was the first film i went to watch without anyone knowing about it because i would have been i would have gotten in a lot of trouble it's uh, just movie. because of the you can't go to the theaters and oh. because it is satanic It's, demonic. it's religious <laughs> wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. so i enjoyed it i loved it it was a it was a great experience for me you know growing up from a not too well to do family. uh, These are the little things you save up for. And then you, you know, you, you you go to the theaters and then you like buy the ticket and then you're realizing everyone else is eating popcorn and then you don't have enough money to buy popcorn back Mm. then, you know, but Mm. it's it's fine. It's fine. It's just me. The the atmosphere and everything is just magic. It's just magic. So that was
0: how how long after Forrest Gump?
2: No, that's a good question. I don't know. Few years yeah two years three years i i think i was in sec two or primary six i can't remember between the age of 12 to Mm. 15 i guess and then uh yeah it's just about enjoying films and stuff like and and there was always tamil movies Mm. uh on um running on in in my house so that's where you know i i I just watched i didn't study any Mm. of them i didn't i didn't study the the the, the camera works the uh, storytelling or or the acting mm. and all that stuff i didn't go all technicals just to watch enjoy and then go about my life you know yeah go play football go play video games go play with friends and that's about it but the tv was always there mm-hmm. so i guess my um interest in filmmaking came when came about when i was uh was when i was in it amokyo mm. and uh I was in the first batch of digital media design. That was the first time they introduced uh, media
3: Mm.
2: to the uh, IT um, um, batch of people. Mm. So that's when uh, I was given, uh, that's when I I got exposed to Photoshop, your Illustrator, your your 3D Max, and you know, all your other stuff, Mm. Uh, you know. um, And that's when I was given uh, a a DV camera. We Mm. were all given a DV camera. And boy, did I enjoy the DV camera because you could put the tape in, you know, this little tape, and then you can just film yourself or do whatever you want and film it just for your own entertainment and stuff like that. And that's what we were doing, you know, me and my group of friends, we just take the damn, you know, DV camera and just go film whatever and wherever and whenever. And then we'll just play it back and then put it on like the Adobe Premiere and edit it and then... Put music and stuff yeah. like that, and this was like way before YouTube and stuff like that. Mm. So, if anything, we, we we didn't have even have like a uh, phones to put it into because the 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 the, the format would not be supported yeah. in certain f- uh, phones at that point in time. Nokia was what 3GP or something like mm. that. Yeah. <laughs> These were like .mov .avi or don't know yeah. you know whatever. So it was just like, hey, come over to my place. Let's watch the video. Let's edit this. Let's put this <laughs> music in. You know, and stuff like that. And I remember the point in time uh, there was this thing where Singel was giving away uh, Macs Mm. when you sign up for a phone line. Yeah. So I got this Mac, MacBook.
1: Oh, Mac, MacBook.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was this white MacBook. Yeah, it was very cool. So I got that for free. Well, technically it's not free, but then right. back then you were thinking it's free. But then I got that, and that's when I got exposed to more of the uh, editing features, dumping mm. the files out, mm-hmm. putting the video clips in there, and you know, and that's why I got exposed to a garage band and started making music and stuff like mm-hmm.
3: that.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's where it all began. I would say it's, yeah. all, it was yeah. all just touch and go. It was an interest. Uh, you know, I didn't think it was like really fantastic or yeah. whatever, but I was just enjoying what i was doing so that was the most important thing oh that was the only thing i cared about sure. and and um uh i would say that's when i started uh after i i, I completed my digital media design thingy i went to work as an editor i had this place which i f- fucking hated because <laughs> it was just a room and it was just me and then it was just this um yeah, tons and tons of Corporate or oh, wedding see, see. videos that mm. I had put together, okay. which really sucked the life out of me. And I was like, oh
1: no. Wait, but, but just to go back a little bit, because yeah. uh, you're one of the few people that I meet in the industry who can so honestly tell us like there was basically one moment in their life, you know, where you realize like the magic of uh, movies or cinema and you can identify that moment. You saw it. Uh. So, how does that? Um, how does that in square with what you're doing now? Like, do you on tough days do you think back to that moment and like remind yourself why you're here doing this, uh, or is is that only something that only comes up when you know when you when you when someone asks you about it like that? Huh? Or you go to East Coast Park, sit on a bench, and offer chocolates yeah. to someone. Or-
2: That's what you did <laughs> with me. I remember. <laughs> you asked me to come down to East Coast Park, sit on a uh, bench. <laughs> eat eat no, chocolates. No, you asked. Me eat to chocolates. To sit on the bench, but then after about ten minutes. I don't know why I was already seated on your lap.
0: Oh yeah, exactly. Right?
2: Correct. Something, I don't know, I was <laughs> drugged or something. Something was, was in the
3: chocolate.
2: <laughs> yeah, something was in the chocolate, correct. Yeah. You ate the special chocolate. Oh, yeah. all right, I see. Um, Coming back to your question. There are times, I would say, uh, there are moments, when you are working, I mean when I'm working, and I felt tired or felt jaded or mm. felt uninspired, asking myself, "What the fuck am I doing here? What the fuck is this show? Mm. Who are these people? Who am I?" And all mm. these kind of questions start clouding your judgment as a person <laughs> or you know a person or an individual with any meaning in life mm. Mm. um. And then I try to remind myself, there are so, I, I, I go with the minority thing, whereby I'm this Indian guy. I was never good at my language. I um, got bullied in school for my language. Um, and I was never, uh, I was I, I was an F9 in my Tamil.
1: Um, you say bullied, meaning people made fun of you for not speaking Tamil. For not
2: speaking Tamil. Okay. Uh, ostracized for not speaking Tamil. Or speaking it the wrong way. There were these, you know, uh, people who were like the um, language Nazi. Mm. I would call them. Uh, yeah. They were like, oh, you're speaking it wrong. You're speaking like shit. Why are you speaking like that? You know, it's not the right way. Shut up. Yeah. You know, don't talk. Like how I said the title of our show <laughs> at the start. Like, exactly. I would have gotten bullied. <laughs> I'm you were being I bullied. Was I was, yeah. you I was, was, I was
0: inspiring bullied. you to do <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> I was being bullied the bully becomes the bully you see James time full yes. circle yes
1: full circle yes
2: but um so that was happening and i never never thought that I would actually end up being an actor and that, that's that those are one of those things I tell myself I was this guy in my classmates or whoever who those who recognize me um they're all they're, they were all great people and, uh, these people you know uh, speaking ill of my Tamil, they were they, they were different. Class of you know uh, baboons, but um, some there were teachers as well. They were like, "Oh my god, this guy, this kid really can't," uh, you know, and stuff like that. And and I don't blame them. Um, I I was bad at it. I would say uh, it just wouldn't roll off my tongue, you know, the language or the understanding of it. Um, <clears throat> but I, I I try to remind myself, I'm this guy mm. who in the pool, one in the pool of. Let's see, how many Indians are there in Singapore? Chinese mm. speaking? How old would you say? 400,000 mm. or uh-huh. more than that. Mm. I'm one of these guy who was in, I'm just putting out like a figure out there, like 400,000 Indians. And, you know, let's say half of them, 200,000 people who want to be on TV, who want to perform, who might Mm. have the talent to be on TV. Speaking awesome
3: Mm. Tamil,
2: Mm -hmm. you know, giving a great, they would be giving a great performance even if given the opportunity and chance. And I am that one guy given that opportunity in this moment in time with these lights on Mm. me. Mm. And I am going to be immortalized forever on national TV and for mm. this role that i'm going to do mm. so that is one way i try to motivate my motivate myself mm. whenever i'm doing a, a scene a certain scene or when i'm doing a series and stuff like that so mm. i count my blessings instead of you know how i would feel um, you know on that day sometimes you know it's some it's it's a drag and all that yeah. you don't, don't feel inspired at all yeah you just do it for the sake of you know i got bills to pay mm, you know yeah. because if if not this Um, What else am I going to do? I'll be honest with you. I haven't worked for anyone. uh, I mean, outside of the media industry or Mm. outside of media in the past 11 years. And I I can't remember what it's even like. So so you're
1: saying you don't uh, like watch Forest gum, for example, just to, just to pick yourself up or eat a box of chocolates and think about um, it.
2: Or. Yeah, coming to that, I I love to watch those things on YouTube where they put a bunch of scenes together, mm. and then they put like a, a soundtrack, yeah, soundtrack. You know, yeah, yeah. you know sometimes Motivates let's say you, you watch The Witcher, and then yeah, yeah. The Witcher has this you know a little you know montage of things that yeah, happen yeah. that you know you 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 know it brings you down memory lane. Yeah. Mm. So I do watch those like um you know you've got Forest Gum, you know they made it into a montage, Castaway, you know stuff yeah, like. That yeah. sad moments in yeah. cinema, and then they put a music over it. Yeah. You know, Castaway Cast is one of my favorite. Wilson, mm. Wilson is one of my favorite scenes. Mm. I'm
0: sorry, Wilson. I'm sorry, Wilson.
2: You know. Yeah. So yeah, uh yeah. I do watch those to get inspired. Let's uh, mm. say inspired to get myself grounded. I, I um, most most often to uh, to just appreciate. Uh, the performances of the actors mm. and the storytelling. Uh, mm. So, when I, you know, got into the foray of acting and stuff like that, I started taking notice of performances mm. and uh, how to act for camera and stuff like that. So, slowly, I started having inspiration or started uh, looking at actors yeah. and how they perform or most of the time how not to perform. You mm. know, you mm. learn you learn a lot from that and how how much of what I have seen can I adapt to the next character or the role that I'm gonna yeah. be doing? So most of it is influenced by, of course, watching.
1: Yeah, cause no. that's actually something, uh, I mean, just me being on set, you know, doing BTS photography, mm. I'm watching what everyone's doing. Uh, and notice- Oh, it's you, not for your personal use, right? Uh, no, 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 yeah. That one got in a separate collection. <laughs> but I do see uh, James a lot, a lot of the times, uh, when he's got a scene coming, uh, there's very intense prep going on. La. Whether it's just him sitting there, sort of talking to himself or looking at the script or what. And I always make a point not to disturb him at that point. Mm. But even when he's not the one acting, uh, I notice he's also there watching. You know, he's not like just toying around with his camera or, or his phone or what. He's actually just sitting there watching other people's performances and, and sort of trying to get into the character and all. So, uh, that. So that, is that something you... you you picked up along the way from from uh, I mean maybe an older actor or something said to you, or is it uh, your own your own uh, in, uh, curiosity?
2: Well, um, I guess being in the cur- creative industry, or if you want to be in the creative industry, I think curiosity is the most you know uh, important thing to have. Mm. If uh, the day that your curiosity or your measure for learning stops. Uh, I would say that's the end of your, you know, creative career yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> of you being in the creative industry. Yeah. You have to be curious at all times, be at learning at all times. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, when I first got the role, when I say uh, day two, yeah, I actually had um, wanted advice because I was not sure what this world that I was going to be stepping into was going to be like.
3: Mm.
2: How do how do I behave on set? How do I approach or you know, take when I'm approached by people, Mm. how to have a balance of work and life, in work and life. And all these came from the guy you actually had on set. Mm. Mm. Mr. Mohan. Mohan. Uh. The guy who played La Modera. Oh. He's the first guy. He, he, um, he had this, uh, uh, he directed this theater play and, um, and it was in Tamil. Mm. And he actually casted me. Mm. Well, I was just a photographer for this, uh, Ravindran drama group mm, back mm, then mm, mm. and uh, I was just doing the photography and stuff like that but then uh, they they thought you know what let's cast this guy and Mohan said you know let the boy do the role let's see what happens and um, I did that part fully in Tamil mm.
0: and that was your first theater theater production yeah this was before the before
2: tv and stuff ah, like okay, that okay okay So, I hadn't a clue, you know, what theater was all about and stuff like that. So, that was like my first, you know, uh, step into, I would say, media. So, when I got the TV thing, the TV gig, I was like, who who better to ask than, you know, from a person who has been in the industry Mm. and a stalwart Mm -hmm. who I've seen uh, off screen, carry himself really well, Mm. has got a lot of respect. From uh you know, in the industry and people who walk by him, they always call him sir and stuff like that. So mm. that was like, wow, that is how you should carry yourself. Yes, you can be mm. jovial and fun and all that, but then at the end of the day, people, you know, they're gonna take take a step back and say, oh, this guy, this man is very respectable man. He knows his stuff. You know, he's got this discipline that we know about him. So I was asking, I, I asked Mohan about you know, mm. all these things, and he advised me over. A, over, over a mug of beer And then you know You know And he told me This is what you can expect Your behavior How you carry yourself And you know How you talk to people And stuff like that mm-hmm. And from then From there You know That one conversation You just I guess Set me up For this uh, The career that I was going to have In acting mm-hmm. Yeah And it, coincidentally That was also when I directed my first uh, Tamil theater play as well So And that is when After that Mm. you know, I was on TV.
0: So, so um, I mean, I think before I started acting as well, I did look at, oh, how hard can acting be, right? But then the more I did it and the more even when we write, we direct, we realize that acting is a skill as well. Mm. But talking to someone like you who has been neck deep in acting these past 10, 12 years, uh, what always I want to find out from actors is, you know, do you think being an actor has kind of, how has that changed you as a person? Mm. Or do you think that the person you are makes you a good actor?
2: <clears throat> I think the, the, the thing about being an actor, I think you're fucked. Why? Eh? <laughs> uh, you sort of get influenced by the characters you portray. Mm. The, the, um, the fact of the matter that you can actually get away you don't realize that in reality, you don't, you can't really do the things you or behave um, half the things you you, 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 the things you do on, on screen. You you won't get away with in real life. People people just call you a nut job, mm-hmm. you know. But these things uh, they really for me. I'm not sure because when I did my first role as uh, the, the Raj boy character in Veddu, I did not know how to. Um, I did not know how to differentiate what was I couldn't. I was just into the role because I was so, so intent on nailing the part.
3: Mm. I did
2: not know if I had crossed the line or whatsoever that when I went back home, I brought the character back home with me. So Mm -hmm. it was only after that I learned, okay, I need to draw a line because it's going to affect my mental health and my physical health as well. Mm. If I do not know how to differentiate from what is real and real, so Oh,
1: sorry. What do you mean by <clears throat> brought the character home? It means you never return
2: wardrobe and all. It? You yeah, keep the makeup on. Yeah, the one, <laughs> makeup on, uh, wardrobe <laughs> and shit. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> no, what I mean is uh, you just, because I was doing and he was like really, you know, he's always, you know, angry. What was, was the character actually, again? He, he uh, Raj Boy. He was this Indian gangster. Oh, um, okay, okay. Who has a lot of like, uh, what do you call it? anger issues and uh he also was suffering from hiv he was like he was dying and Mm. uh he was also doing drugs and stuff like that so i was constantly in this mode you know so even when when i went back home i would be you know having a shower but i would be him i would be speaking like him because i'm already preparing for tomorrow's role or i'm already i'm already looking back at what i did today you know how i did it you know how can i make it better i was like if mentally, you know, we all have this mental voice, right? We speak, you know, mental voice. But then there are times where you start to have different characters in your head. Mm. And when they are the one narrating to you, what's going to happen tomorrow, or what's happening now? That's the character that you're going to be, you know, actually be showing outside as well. Mm. And that is the kind of thing that was happening, which is why I would say I could like switch um, even oh. when I'm like talking to you or having fun on set and stuff like that I have like a bunch of people in there who can come up with like you know the English kind of jokes the Tamil guy kind of jokes or mm. the physical guy kind of jokes or what to say or the cynic bastard inside my head who's always constantly you know saying things as I see mm. he's actually giving a life uh, what do you call that? Commentary Commentary yeah. in my head and you laugh, you laugh about it or you can share the joke Uh, It can be right or (laughs) wrong, you know. um, uh, But yeah, so it depends on who is that voice in your head that you're listening to. That -hmm. actually helps you out in the day as for writing, I guess. I'm not sure if you guys can um, understand where I'm coming from. Let's say you're writing a character or you're writing this story. When you're writing lines for a certain character, you you tend to take on that character. And then because you want the character to talk or in a certain way, he's lingo or something like that, you will be speaking in his tone as you're writing. So in that sense, I would say there are plenty of characters in my head and over the period of time that I've collected and they're just parked there and they're just, you know, there, Mm. dormant. Mm. But they're there when called upon. And at times you take a bit from there, from here, from him, or something I've seen elsewhere and then I bring them all together and then I put them in in this one shoe and then I create this character for for the uh, next show or the next 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 series, mm. Mm. so it's a it's a collective thing. I'm sorry, I'm, uh, uh, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> what what it
1: meant what it meant to take the character home? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So I didn't know how to draw a line, draw the line. So that I had a, a talk with one of those directors. Um, he said, "Have something, you know, um, have something on yourself that reminds you of yourself." Uh, So when I'm on set, if let's say I'm wearing this ring, I am uh, Mr. Terrence, Mm. right? Uh, Remember to remove it and then put something else on to remind you that this is, you what know, is like, Inception, like? The Inception, uh, Inception? The
0: totem. The, the totem oh, that it spins. Yeah. Have you watched Inception? Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful movie. Oh. <laughs> so so that's what you do on, on set nowadays? Like you try and tie the character to a physical mm,
2: It depends. Uh these days not as much. I've not so much been really going into mm, in-depth with the, my performances because in order for me to do that, the writing has to be there. Mm. You, I can't just go out there and say, oh, for this. For this role, I'm going to go intense. Sometimes, most times. Like
0: if you're doing a Shopee commercial or something.
2: Yes, that one you go in, you know, you have to intense. You, yeah. yeah. you know, you got to dance, you to Shopee. You know, you got to say the words, be. Yeah. You know, be the character. But I would say these days, I'm not putting the um, the writers or, you know, the producers um, in a bad line or I, because I understand where they're coming from. There's a lot of things can go air, they cannot go on air and they themselves are not given a clear... Uh, precise information of what can be done and what cannot be done for TV because at the end of the day, the TV wants to be like, you know, uh, your prime videos, your Netflix productions and all this stuff like that. But they are afraid to cross the line or they are afraid to show this, to show that because we have an image to portray. And this is not what our channel stands for and stuff like that. Or as storytellers or production houses, this is not what we stand for. So, but they want that wow factor. You know, they want that, oh my God, this is intense right? That was a mind fuck, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So there are not much written uh, this past few years, I would say, for, for me, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, that I would say that would require me to go like, you know, knee deep into that, into mm. that, into, into that zone whereby I forget myself. Yeah. So these days, no, I do not forget myself. Uh-huh. Because I want, I want as James Kumar to enjoy the what I'm doing, mm. you know, uh, what I'm performing. But so, so but, I'm watching him. So James Kumar is actually there, but he's taking a step back and watching whatever I'm doing.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's some meta shit, man. I know, right? So, so because you seem like a fairly when you get into a character, you can get get quite intense and all. Is that why you have this image of a person who's always brooding? yes i would say like like if if anyone listening right you go check his instagram i would say up till a few months ago now you're posting more comedy stuff at all but up till a few months ago it was just like every picture was james deep in thought emo yeah the photo shoot for folio and (laughs) all that other magazines is always your like emo. before i met you right i'm like okay so this guy's gonna be the serious guy in the show everyone else will be comedy then t- three days into set, I realized, okay, these guys are nuts. Um, so so it's cool But I was just I was always curious, and we haven't spoken about it in detail. Like how did that image become so brooding? And is that something that you wanted, or it just happened that way?
2: Well, I'm 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 actually a very very introvert person, a very private person, mm-hmm. and mm. and uh, there are times when I see people do like stuff like that. Like make, like, like trying to like do what? funny stuff mm. on social media and stuff. I was like, what the fuck is this? So fucking lame. Uh,
0: like when you watch our videos for the first time, is it? Yeah.
2: He's <laughs> like, oh my god, somebody shoot me. Uh, you know. Uh, it's like I was like, you know, but because I was this person, I was, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a cynic. I mm-hmm. will not, you know, I will, I will, I, I, I not lie about that. I, I, am very, I see cynicism. I, I have in every situation. Mm. I, I will have, I can have something to say about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's me. And then when I see these people, it's like, I see through it. You know, I see you're trying to get attention. I see, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you're lonely. You're sad. Mm-hmm. You're depressed. You want attention. You want the likes. You want it all. And that's the cynic in me. That's mm-hmm. the cynic mm-hmm. bastard in me saying all these things. And, you know, and naturally, I was always, I, I was suffering from depression. Mm. I'm not sure if I still am, but I was always suffering from depression and suicidal thoughts. Mm. My first suicidal thought came came about when I was 12 years old because I was so scared to go and pick up my PSLE results. Mm. I was actually on top of the, like a 12-story building. I was Are like you... thinking, I want to jump down on because I do not want to go collect my PCL, PSLE uh, oh, shit. results. So that was my like shit. first time I had this thought of suicide and ever since then there are periodically that would be like suicidal thoughts because of this sad moment in my life that has been you know that has affected me mm-hmm. and I would say that all those incidents in my life has uh, made the person I am today and which is why I'm I'm, I'm a cynic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so naturally I'm very shy the only way you would get me to talk would be if you gave me a script Mm. other than that there's mm-hmm. nothing for me to talk about i would just you know i get i i, I actually feel very 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 uncomfortable when someone talks to me like
0: now though, is it? yeah now <laughs> you know i'm learning you know i'm
2: still learning uh like previously if they asked me for like interviews and stuff like that i i'll be the first one to not even want to do it because mm. i just i do not know what to talk about i just feel so uh i am not in character or i'm not playing a part i'm not playing a character so I wouldn't know what to say, yeah. so that would make me very, 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 very uncomfortable. So it takes a lot of energy, a, a lot of energy from me, to be a happy person, to be jovial on set with the people around me, to uh, not see the 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 dark part or the 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 the, the selfish part of a person. Mm. and just be and live in the moment and be mm. happy in the moment um, no matter what the uh, other person's agenda mm. is at all if which is why I was like I am trying to slowly come out of my shell speak, make conversation be the first one to disturb someone mm. uh, on set um, talk, make a joke How even, even though it's going to be lame it's just nice to see a smile, I guess. I guess I learned to realize that um, making someone else smile is actually doing a lot of good for me. It might come off as a selfish thing to say, but I think uh, on the whole, it's uh, it could make uh, someone else's day and it makes my day as well. So mm. having learned this, uh, I'm still learning how to be a more open person, a, um, a more warm person, a, a person who you can actually sit down and have a conversation with sharing ideas is one of those mm. things where i had a very very uh, what do you call that? it? i was it was very difficult for me too because i always shoot my own ideas down in my head even mm. before i go on to the even when i'm uh, even before i embark on something i i would have already shot myself down to the point mm. where i wouldn't do anything about it so i was just a sitting duck for many many years when in those five years of uh you know, uh, being in the in the media industry, I could have actually done a lot. I could mm. have actually shared uh, my ideas. I could have actually, um, you know, told people I can actually work a camera or I could actually do music. I could actually design things and stuff. Mm. Like, but I always kept it uh, to myself because I was so so afraid that uh, of failure. Yeah. The, mm. the the of being not good enough. That is that one thing mm. that always. And is always it's still there, mm. like thinking that you're not good enough, and it's not industry standard. Mm. Like, yes. but who the fuck knows what industry standard is until people seen it, right? So that is one thing that has stifled, I would say, my growth. I could have, I would say, be much more if I gave more attention to my uh, mentality in a sense that if I would was to be more positive at mm. that point in time. But yeah, but I would say, having said that, all those negative thoughts thoughts that I have had so far in my life, they have made who I am um, today because I understand, yeah. I understand the dark side of yeah. things. So,
0: so are you saying that 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 image of you as someone who's very intense? There's a lot of truth to that. It's just now we're all seeing this different side of you.
2: Yeah, and not everyone gets that. I uh, guess to see that. Mm. I'm not saying that. Oh, you are now having sure. the pleasure of meeting. Me like <laughs> <laughs> we
0: are part of the James Kumar VIP club. Kiss my ring. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: But um, I guess it's the vibes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I used to be like very judgmental in my head. Like I said, cynic when I meet people and they're like very, hey I'm like thinking, what the fuck? Shut, sit the fuck down. (laughs) That's like the
1: start of the podcast. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) When we open the door, hey,
0: what's up, Gabe? (laughs) Like,
2: you're a fake. (laughs) Thanks, James. You want to be liked so bad. (laughs) God, shut the fuck up. But, um... (laughs) And (laughs) then? But uh, you need these people. You need these characters, you know, around you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and... um. Let it be, let it, let it be, you know, whatever the agenda is or whatever. But they are trying, you know, and kudos to that effort it's that a lot they energy. put in yeah. and yeah. energy, yeah. Mm. you know. Yeah, If you're a shite worker and you're doing that, then fuck off, mate, yeah. you know. <laughs> but if you're doing a your job great and you're also that character and, you know, not. Kudos to you. Uh. So I'm learning. I'm learning to come out of my shell, mm. trying to uh, be more jovial. Wait, but you you say you're, uh,
1: you're you're a bit of a cynic uh. So I, I I get that sense. So, but your longevity mm. in the industry also requires that you look past a lot of you know uh, negative things. are uh. mm. so what what what's your take on you know TV industry in Singapore or entertainment in Singapore uh, in general? Where I think Harish and I we had our fair share of talking to people who are, mm-hmm. you know, we left the industry already. You know, they're like, "Yeah, this it doesn't work out." You know, Singapore's too small, blah blah. What's your general take about it? Like, what do you feel about it?
2: That's the thing. I, I guess Singapore is too small. Yeah, but there's a plus there mm. because Singapore is too small. Uh, we we should not use that as an excuse. I guess everyone's looking for overnight success. Mm. Uh, that shouldn't be the way. Uh, like we like you were mentioning just now it's a it's a it's not a race it's, it's a marathon you can't just you know think I'm gonna make a song or I'm gonna do this performance I'm gonna call it a film and I'm gonna put fake ferns at the side of my title and call it an award reading film but no one else is giving a shit about it that means something is wrong your mm-hmm. film is shit mm.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you mean fake ferns Meaning those fake awards <laughs> uh, Those like the to... No laurels, are the laurel, laurels. Laurel, the, like, Oh
2: there's a lot of that Going on Yeah By the way Yeah 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 Like I, unheard of Award, Unheard uh, like of Festivals right? Festivals yeah, yeah yeah And when you watch that shit You're like What the fuck bro <laughs> 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 But you know what These people They put in a lot of effort And energy Into hyping themselves up
1: mm. Yeah Yeah they do
2: And they are like these I don't know, I want to call them the frogs in the well, but you know, they are like a, a group of these strong individuals mm. who really think that they are it.
1: Yeah. Mm. yeah.
2: And what what baffles me or I wouldn't say baffle what what inspires me is like there are people around them, their friends, their family. They no matter what, they support them.
3: mm Mm-hmm. They give
2: them the love and adoration and support and say, no, yeah, yeah, we support you. Keep doing, keep doing. Mm-hmm. It might be diarrhea, but still, you know, they're like, oh my God, you can turn it into a solid shit. We're with you. You know, that is, that takes a lot of heart. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe the standard is just so low mm. that anything you put up is like, it's great, <laughs> you know. But coming back to... Um, what you were saying, oh, what was it you were saying?
1: Well, what, what's your thoughts about the, ah, the Singapore industry?
2: Yeah. So, a lot of people say, "Oh, Singapore is too small, you know, which is why we don't have enough followers or we don't have like, you know, enough uh, budget to do whatever things we want to do as from uh, like each head, if we come, we're only going to get this amount or yeah. this this kind of, sh- the thing is, I feel that if you can't even make it here in the small dot, the fuck you talking about making it on a wide <laughs> scale, bro? <laughs>
0: <laughs> because, because I mean, yeah, sometimes you do you do hear, I don't like it when people say, oh, you know, people in Singapore don't support local film or local cinema. I think to a certain extent, yes, uh, it does require people to to be open-minded to it. Yeah. But at the same time, if it doesn't get Quality. any uh, buzz or any talk... Yeah, you also need to look at the content itself. Mm. And and you shouldn't just blame the fact that, oh, no one in Singapore supports local talent. Because I don't don't believe that. I really don't believe that. Exactly, neither did I. You've got
2: Batman, right? Mm. And then all of a sudden, we have VR Man. (laughs) Then all of a sudden, you want to talk about, oh, no one is supporting our VR Man. Though a VR Man reboot now would be fucking epic. It would be epic Mm. because they've already got the, the talk. Yeah. It's a talk. It, it's it like already a cup talked classic about, uh, It's a, a yeah. cup classic. Yeah. it was shite. <laughs> <tight>. No <laughs> disrespect to the actors and people who work hard. Yeah, it. but it was
0: so bad that it's now watching it, it'll be a comedy.
2: Exactly. Yeah. It could turn into something awesome. Maybe you guys. Like Shazam be right. or something, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So the marketing is already done already. You just yeah. put the put you just put the word VR man. Yeah. yeah. Coming soon. Then James Light cameo a bit, right? Oh my god, yeah. yeah. Multiverse yeah. are Multiverse.
1: They will lose the shit, man. Multiverse yeah. of VR okay. Man.
2: Wow. Yeah, VR Man. So I lose my train of thoughts. No, but really you you touch an interesting
1: Sorry. point uh, that that uh, someone really who who says, "Oh, I I you know Singapore is too small, can't be mm. bothered." Then, but if they can't even make it here, how can they make it elsewhere, mm. But at the same time, Singapore, it in some sense, our culture is so uh, it's it's really quite unique, la. For mm. example, the way we we speak, right? Other than Malaysians, I don't think anyone else in the world. Uh, when we speak English, uh, specifically, uh, uh. Uh, no one else in the world really understands. Even when, when like, even our Mandarin, uh, like, we compared to you know China or Taiwan, it's, it's just very different. Very different, and, and a lot of people say it doesn't sound as good and all that. Uh. Mm. What well, yeah. what do you think of of people who, who say that? Uh? The
2: cynic in me is always like, oh my god, the Singaporean accent is the most disgusting accent I've ever heard. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so th- <laughs> that's what people say. That how
1: how how the when an actor from Singapore become yeah, that's like the you thing. know like when we
2: thing. that's sometimes that's the. Uh, that's sometimes split, you know. Um, when I get a role to mm. be speaking in English, do I do it in a proper standard English with an accent or do I go full broad Singapore with it? Mm. Mm. And because if you do it, if you go either way, it's, it's going to come off fake. But that would depend on the character as well. Exactly. Yeah. But sometimes you we are playing this character, he would have his old lingo mm. and, you know, his way of speaking how do you make it sound as local, but then it's like proper Premier English? Mm. You know, you kind of take away that little mojo of the character. And then when it, it it is being performed and seen on screen, it's going to come off fake. Mm. It's definitely going to come off fake. And this is one thing that I had to battle with, that I will battle with whenever I get an English speaking uh, role. Because they're not only writing for the local people to watch but the people who uh, they intend to sell the program to mm-hmm. yeah. okay, surrounding countries and they want to understand the English without too much of a thick accent Yeah, You know, because it's not a sexy accent that we have, Singaporean accent. It's not like a French guy speaking in English. Maybe in
0: France, they're saying, you know, our accent is not sexy, like the Singaporean accent or something. Of
2: course, that's what they're saying. Not sexy or sexy? No, France, (laughs) the
0: French people. Maybe They think that we are sexy. No, they don't
2: even think that English language is sexy. They refuse to speak to you. I mean, I think
0: they have a lot of pride of their
2: accent. Yes, they definitely do. Even if they knew their language, they wouldn't reply to you back in English because they just... Egoistic like that yeah. way, but I would say they are much more. They take a lot of pride in their language. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, if we can't make it here, then uh, we cannot be sour about it. We just have to keep working. It's 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 more of how much are you willing to sacrifice your time and energy mm. and crack your head and brains into doing something unique or something creative. I, I, I feel that a lot of people are trying to create something to go viral, trying to create something to gain likes, trying to create something to gain popularity, mm. et cetera, and et cetera, instead of just trying to create something truthful, something that feel that it's creative, it's coming you know from deep within, something really true, mm. uh, if you know what I mean. If you do that and, and feel honest with your execution, of your storytelling and in the way you film it, people will sense that and people will see, people see through bullshit. Mm. They know what's, you know, what, if you're trying too hard or it's fake, you know, and sometimes people will buy fake because it's, uh, they find that fakeness so funny, like it's satire that, you know what, it's very entertaining, you know, mm. the condescending attitude they have towards a certain program itself makes them feel so good that they want to oh. keep watching bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, so I would say instead of trying to crack your head into becoming an overnight sensation because of the stories you hear about certain artists just going full blown popular overnight with just one piece of work, mm-hmm. you you what these people don't see is their backstory. How many years they have been, yeah. you know, struggling yeah, to yeah. K- to have that one song be recognized mm-hmm. or that one short film they would have had a lot of crappy uh, works that have not been you know, really well-received by others. Mm. It's not an overnight success. It's, It's a lot of work that has been happening over the few years. And if you are going to give up, give up. It's fine. Mm.
3: Go find mm. something
2: else you can put your energy into. That's that, I guess. Mm. Just be honest with your... What do you want to do, you know, to be honest. So
0: do you have any plans to move to like uh, India or Hollywood or LA? Or okay, like assuming COVID COVID subsides, did you ever think about uprooting and going somewhere else?
2: That takes a lot of, uh, it's a whole lot of different, what do you call it, sacrifice and, Mm. you know, um, discipline. Yeah. Uprooting yourself, going to a different country, and then trying to queue up or even get auditions—that's mm. that's a heck of a lot of work. And if you have no context or no nothing, yeah, it's gonna be hard. But I have never had such high hopes or never had such dreams. But of course, you know, um, I do have that. Oh, it it would be nice. It would be nice to get called or casted in a foreign show. Mm. You know, in you know, in an English movie mm. or stuff like or a Tamil movie and stuff like to be casted that, that that would be awesome but what kind of work do you do that's a different oh. kind of work that's mm. like putting yourself out there traveling parking your ass outside you know agents officers trying to get auditions and stuff like that it's a different ball game altogether mm. am i willing to do that i'm not an actor who's being paid like a million bucks you know for uh Each project that I do, Mm.
3: Mm. I don't have
2: that kind of time or money Mm. for me to even um, upgrade myself in terms of uh, my features even. You know, sometimes you see, uh, you want to bulk up and stuff like that. Where would you find time? Mm. Where would you, you know, find the discipline? So more often or not, it's not about lack of discipline. It's about, do we have the... um, do we have what's needed uh, the resources needed for me to do that for me to up and leave mm. for me to go and uh, find or look for different what do you call it uh, opportunities mm. but yeah the, the, the idea is great the, um, the hope you know is there to be you know somehow or other being talent you know spotted I'm like, oh my God we're gonna cast him for this movie. we're gonna really? cast him for this Tamil movie or English movie or whatever or this series. You know, all it takes is one. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one good part that you have on, let's say, hopefully like a Netflix series. All it takes is one, bro. Mm-hmm. They'll start calling you. So in that sense, you can be hopeful, but I'm not the, I'm not making a point to put myself out there
3: mm-hmm.
2: to uh, get that opportunity. Okay. But yeah, people argue and say, oh, if you don't try, you never know. But uh uh, I'm not trying. I mean, yeah,
1: <laughs> moving overseas does have its uh, more than just a career. So there's a yeah. lot of other considerations. Yeah, man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. totally. Family. I mean, health and, and all these kind of things. Yeah. Uh, but but so so in general, you do see yourself staying long term in the Singapore entertainment sphere, and and help and you know continuing to work on good projects to bring everyone up as well.
2: More importantly, it's not whether I. What was that you said? I. I'm staying here. Mm. It's more of the industry here is allowing me to stay. Mm. I think that is the truth. Okay, It is the industry who, who actually decides who stays and who goes.
3: Mm.
2: And at the end of the day, it, it all depends on your, your character and your work. Mm. And that is when people allow you to stay. You can't force yourself to stay and say, mm. I'm staying in this industry because... I'm great. I'm going to get all the parts. You can't. You'll die tomorrow on that spot. The moment you say that, if you feel that I am here and the industry is blessed, you're fucked, mate. So mm. <laughs> it's more like as long as the industry allows me to stay and allows me to perform and uh, gives me an outlook creatively uh, on a national level,
3: mm.
2: I am all Yours, you know. But other than that, we have all these different platforms, social media platforms, YouTube. Yeah. People make a show with just through those platforms. Mm-hmm. In that sense, then yes, you can say, I decided to stay and do a YouTube channel video. I'm doing this series on blah, 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 and all that. Yeah. But the industry we're talking about, we don't make the choice. Mm. They do. Mm. Mm. So it means you're still when you mentioned
0: those platforms and all, I mean, you do have a, a strong social presence. I, do you see it as like, um, it helps, like is TV film your jam or like you also see like the newer platforms as a means to an end for TV or they're taking on a life of its own?
2: They are taking on a life of its own and TV is suddenly trying to emulate that, I guess. Mm. Um, back then, TV was trying to be like radio and then we had MTV. And then TV is now trying to be like your prime video, your Netflix production, you know, all this stuff. And and TV will always, always be, be there, I, I would say. Because mm. it's free to air and mm. it always will be there. Mm. And they are the ones trying to emulate all these other, uh, all these things the other platforms are doing. And these yeah. platforms are doing great because yeah. there are different avenues for venture, for creativity mm. to explode um so in that sense people can make their own shows sell it do whatever you want you know to you know you got your NFTs now and all that stuff mm. but you can create your own short film, sell it people buy it they buy it it's a product these yeah. days and tv is trying to buy these products so what was it again
0: um i mean just just like you would you say you're a purist like you for you it's like oh feature film TV that's it.
2: Uh, you die. There's no such thing as a purist. Mm. If you are, I wouldn't say there's no such thing as purists. There are purists out there. Mm. But for me to say that is suicide, mm. and that's not the kind of suicide I want to commit. Yeah. So, when it comes to creativity, uh, there is no proper road, street or avenue and there's no proper platform mm. in which you have to be in in order for you to be uh, to, to have uh, your creativity um, touched mm. felt um, um, you know all these things to be received mm-hmm. you can put them up on anywhere and everywhere if you're just going to be on TV and all that you're cutting yourself away from all these other uh, different platforms you, mm. you you don't see yourself grow and that is when i would say you will become a very disgruntled creative person who will not see the, um, the, um, the 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 what the other side has to offer or what the other side language or what they actually are trying to uh, actually say Mm-hmm. And as a creative person, I, I, I'd say it is suicide for you to block off all these things yeah. and say, no, I will only speak on a black table. I'm not going to speak on a white table because the white table people, they think they know everything, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's going to like, you know, you'll never know until you go to the white table and sit and then you say, hey, my product sells, you know. It's like, oh, You know, people see my face on YouTube, it's not working, maybe because I'm ugly, you know. I know, they can come up with a lot of reasons, but my voice sounds great and my podcast is selling you know, maybe I have the gift of the gap. You never know. If mm. this guy was like just doing videos and videos, videos, he was not working and he said, ah, oh, podcast is for losers and stuff like that. He would have not known unless he's gone over to the podcast side. Maybe yeah. he's got this gift, you know, of the voice, you know, it's so great. And then that would have opened up for him a lot of, you know, opportunities to be on radio or stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So we shouldn't stifle ourselves. I would say, I wouldn't say I'm a purist. I'm mm. always open to different mediums and platforms I, I guess that's art. Yeah. I, I see it at the end of the day as art. Mm. So then the
0: metaverse how, bro?
2: Metaverse, <laughs> 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 That's a different deep subject. But I wouldn't yeah. say it's deep, deep. Because it's no different from um, going on ICQ or MSN with a fake name and a fake, uh, oh. <laughs> what do you call that, profile picture on mm. Facebook and mm. then talking to people so what metaverse has to offer for us is uh, yet to be seen i guess in a sense whereby it's going to wow us to the point whereby you know, it's not just going to be, oh, look at this. We've got different looks and, you know, we can, you know, engage people in a room mm. or something like that because that's all I've seen so far. Yeah. But we can always do that on Zoom and whatever not. We fake names and profiles even.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming some people were listening going, what is IRL and ICQ I'm and sure. I, uh, and all that? My time. Our time. We yeah, are, we're, we're all kind of from the similar generation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Similar generation.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we saw the... Um, We've gone quite a bit into your past and talking a bit about your methodology, you know, yeah. acting and, and thinking about being an actor in Singapore. So you mentioned earlier that doing comedy wasn't the most natural thing for you. Um, so I'm not saying was not most natural, but it's something that you've wanted to do, but you've always been seen as a more dramatic yeah. serious actor. So can you overall describe what the vibe was on set of, of Mars uh, you know, given that it was uh, on song cars and there was a, a lot of funny moments as well.
2: Well, I must say I fell in love with um, everyone, especially the cars I worked with on the on the set of Mars. Mm. And you need that kind of energy.
1: Uh, yeah, well, why specifically was it so special?
2: Uh, I guess it was just some things you, ju- you just can't explain. You're just coming together with people. You meet someone and they give you good vibes and then they make you feel good. And sometimes work-wise, everything's just, you know, it just clicks. And uh, with this set of actors that uh, I, I worked with, I, I was very, very, uh, I grew fond of them, mm-hmm. naturally. And actually, because of the character I played was like someone who's like the, the leader of the group. And then mm-hmm. it was like trying to teach them, trying to educate them about space and stuff like that. And then they're they like kids, you know, they have no idea what you are talking about or going on and about. So you take on that role or responsibility as uh, the character Mm. but then uh, it kind of rubs off on you and then you also feel like okay i want to you know look out for all these people around me as well so in that sense you know i felt that you know you know i want to be more jovial i want to be open with them you know have a few laughs make them feel comfortable you know so that it's not like a work day you know it's not Mm. like we're going to be toiling so hard for it yes we work hard on the series but then it's not the point where, why you know, we've been dragging bodies all across the floor and stuff yeah. like that, trying to make this work. It was an absolute joy for me. I'm not sure if the rest were irritated by my presence because of the amount of noise I was making. But yeah, <laughs> it was an absolute joy for me on this set. And yes, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very blessed to say I, I feel blessed when I'm given intense and, you know, uh, drama roles and stuff because I enjoy it just as much. Uh, and then when this opportunity came about whereby I get to do I get to be on a comedy series right mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god thank you God thank you thank you universe you know I'm gonna jump on that wagon and I'm gonna roll with it you and that's ride ex- it yeah exactly what I did and yeah kudos to you guys who are uh, you know um, talent spotted me and uh, hired me I'm not sure how much of of uh, uh, those uh, that decision was in your hands but yeah but yeah.
0: I mean, I mean, from our perspective as uh, exact producers of the thing where we saw the thing happening and I was also acting opposite you. Yeah. Um, I think there is something very...
2: You know what people ask us? What? Whether I've known you all along. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's right. They were asking yeah. me that as well. Yeah. 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 Then, yeah, because I think
0: on set, you know, like just hearing you say that uh, on, on set normally, okay, you, you can be intense, you know. So this set, are you saying that you made it a point to be more uh, jovial? <laughs>
2: Um as a person I decided myself uh during the uh I would say the last year, somewhere yeah. somewhere mm. last year, uh somewhere mid-last year, I told myself, you know, be open, be more receptive, be more positive in that sense. So that kind of like thought ingrained mm. in me, and then coming on board on Mars poison to I already had the notion, but I didn't think I didn't uh was not doing it whereby okay. I have to, I have to do this. I uh, have to be this way. Mm. Which is why I said, you know, I grew fond, you know, because mm. it was just it just comes it off flowed, naturally. It flowed right? yeah. yeah, came off naturally. But what was the
0: thing last year that made you decide that?
2: Um, it, I was gradually getting worse and worse, like jaded, um, un, uh, no, not thankful enough for what I've had in my life, mm. uh, for the blessings. Mm. And uh, I was going back to like, uh, you know, self-harming, I would say, Mentally, Mm. you know, was it to do with
1: Circuit Breaker and and all these things? I enjoyed Circuit Breaker
2: (laughs) because (laughs) (laughs) Circuit Breaker was two
0: years ago, dude. Yeah, 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 that's true. Or just just in general, just being at home a lot more. Yeah,
2: even before the COVID thing and all that, being home alone and all that, uh, that part didn't affect me at all because I was Mm. already a loner in that sense. You know, I couldn't just get by, you know, not having any interactions with anybody because that's how I would have wanted you know but then that's when I told myself you know count your blessings and you know look on the positive and bright side if not this is not going to go well for me mm. no. so it is it is a, a, a decision um, and it is um, it, 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 to play nice mm. <laughs> mm. to play good to play nice so that means if I
0: met the, the, the previous version of James Kumar it would have been very different it like? would have
2: been very different I would have been just doing my lines, uh, doing the scene, and I'll just be sitting down, just minding my own business. Or mm. more self, it comes off as snobbish or arrogance, mm. but it's actually more of the battle that is going on inside of me mm. and the battle of not being seen as likable or good enough mm. or, mm. you know, as anybody. Because uh, I feel like I'm just a shell, empty shell. Mm. I have nothing to offer. I'm never good enough. And people do not like me. Even before I meet someone, I already have these thoughts whereby I don't think they will like me. So mm. that is what you have, would have gotten. Because I do not want to get into trouble for saying the wrong things or mm. being seen as lame, you know, being seen as, oh my God, what to be, and all these things. Because mm. this is what goes through in my head mm. a lot. The, self,
1: the self, you're saying the self-talk. Self-talk,
2: everything. self-destruction mentally mm. and stuff like that. So you would have gotten the the uh, the James Kumar that's just going to be like, he's going to do the scene. You you get the you get the shot. You get the scene done. After that, peace. Okay.
3: It's, peace just, out. it's just. You know, work, I'm
2: just gonna. i just. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to. You know. Um, I just don't want to exist, basically. Mm. You know. Mm. So it's it's all effort. And um, yeah. The, i'm glad you got this version i'm starting to like this version of myself uh mm. slowly uh, very,
1: i thought it was very uh, important to to have people like like that on like you on set uh, because mm. uh just just for those people listening um yeah we, we our podcast also took uh, you know took a hiatus for a little bit during those couple of weeks uh, yeah because literally we're talking about 12 13-hour shoot days all in the same uh, pretty much the same location yeah. so for 13 hours we were in this aircon set all day and you would be with the same people for 13 hours straight la. yeah so if 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 people started you know ignoring each other or just not being very friendly well it's, it's it can be a very difficult work environment
0: oh, yeah
2: to be honest it didn't feel like work for me at all i was like enjoying it Really, seriously, so yeah. yeah, that's
0: was very, very enjoyable. That's awesome, and I mean, I hope it comes across in the show. Like both Terrence and I have seen the final edits. I think mm. we are super proud of how it has come up, uh, come out. And I think a large part goes to people like you because on set you all brought it on on camera, but off camera also the vibe was was mm. very positive. Like, and if you were to tell me, because le- legitimately that was the first time we met on set, mm. if you were to tell me that. Previously, you were different, right? I wouldn't have believed you. Mm. So mm. In, on that note, you it felt natural. Right? It felt like you weren't forcing it. Right? Mm. Mm. That's the thing.
2: I didn't want to yeah. force it either. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, you were annoying as fuck, right? but it yeah. felt natural.
2: <laughs> that's the real me, I would say. Yeah, it <laughs> felt natural. That's, that's the real me that has been wanting to come out for a very, very long time. Because mm. I didn't used to be like that. You know, as a teenager growing up, you know, um, uh, or as a primary school kid, there was always this cheeky little boy. Who's always like who could be the class clown and all stuff? Mm, very, mm. Um, very exciting, you know. Very, you know, fun yeah. person. Yeah. So he has, I, I, I had him buried for a very, very long time, and then you know, I'm almost going to be like forty soon. Why do I? Why should I have this suppressed feeling and kill myself even before I'm even dead? Mm, you know, is this mm. the kind of you know legacy that I want to leave? You know with people when I'm gone. Yeah, Yeah. people will see that as a performer, oh my God, this guy is intense, this guy is great. I remember him, I remember watching him. But then as a person, he was just, oh, he's quiet, he's brooding, he's like, you know, he's like he's not happy with the world constantly. Mm
3: -hmm. And
2: and, and I'm not that person. It's not that I'm not happy with the world. I'm not happy with myself. That's Mm -hmm. a different battle. But Mm -hmm. it rubs off as, I just don't like people, I don't like you, don't come and talk to me. You mm, know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's just it's just all lost in translation. Mm. Just trying to be better every day. That's all. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean,
0: I think that it's I I really appreciate you sharing that because I think the whole uh a lot of people have self-doubt and the whole imposter syndrome, but not everyone's comfortable talking about it. Mm. Especially if you are still in the midst of dealing with it. So I think people listening also, I'm sure there are some listeners, even yeah, myself also, like during the past two years with Circuit Breaker and all, there was so many times where I'm like, oh shit, what the fuck are we doing? And I think it's great hearing from people like you because mm-hmm. not many people talk about it or not enough people.
1: And, and I think the yeah. important thing is uh, even talking about how the transition occurred. Like, you know, like you, you literally felt like there was a time you were like, I don't want to do, be that that kind of person mm-hmm. anymore. Because, because I think a lot of people think that, Oh, uh, I was born a certain way, or my parents brought me up like that, or I was like, this is secondary school. So for the rest of my life, I'm going to be like like this. Uh. But mm. there's, there's a, uh, I think a lot of people, the last two years, they realize like, you know, maybe, you know, life is so short and, yeah. and there's only that much time yeah. that, that everyone has uh, because of COVID. You know? <laughs>
2: and this yeah. transition that we speak about, it's not an overnight thing. Mm. It could, that transition is like six months long, maybe. Yeah. A year long, mm. could be even five years. And
0: that's an important thing, right? Because if you're expecting an overnight change, yeah, yeah you can make the decision. It's like, if you start from day one to day two, I want to run a marathon. It's not going to happen, yeah. right? Yeah. it is has to be a gradual thing. Like. But I think it's very easy to lose faith when you don't see quick changes, mm. right? So, exactly. So hearing that you made a decision last year and by December when we were filming, it felt like, oh shit, I never knew James was like this. Mm. So mm. maybe there were a lot of other people on set who may have known you who saw this side of yeah, James. Yeah, they and have not him. seen really? the side of me like that. Oh, wow. really? Yeah. Wow. So we
1: were quite lucky. In
0: that yeah. Sense.
2: So yeah, you could ask We
0: got early access to James uh, 2.0. Early, yeah. early access. Yeah.
2: But the, the thing, what the, the, the scary thing is, it, all it takes is just one little thing to trigger. Oh yeah, the spiral. And then you go mm-hmm. back down. So... I will not say that, oh, this is me. I'm going to get a jovial me after today. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm on set the next time. And then they were like, oh, mm-hmm. I thought he was saying he was good. Jovial. Me.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so I'm just putting it out there. TNC apply. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So if you bump into James Kumar on the street and um, he's, he's, he's not the most smiley person. Yeah. Yeah. He, don't. Using this his men's folio s- mood right? yeah he's men's folio trench coat and all men's folio trench <laughs> coat so, <laughs> so during interviews like that uh, I mean you say you don't normally say yes to interviews and all
2: yeah I, I get very insecure
0: so men's folio but there's an interview portion part of that
2: right? yeah and those questions are not personal it's more like you know work stuff relatable stuff related uh, to your work uh. that's what I'm most comfortable and I feel very uh, what do you call that I felt inspired mm. when people talk to me about art yeah. Creativity yeah. and uh, the methodology and you yeah. know,
0: stuff. Were like you that. expecting that we would talk to you about that today?
2: It's kind of dull, so far, <laughs> but you know, so <laughs> no, actually, I was going to talk about it. I was going to talk about it. Cool, cool, cool. I didn't know you, <laughs> you, you had you weren't <laughs> yeah. that knowledgeable or you know you could do smart posts. No, I was going to. I'm going to. But, yeah. but but
1: uh, one of the surprising things also is that um, the opening uh, titles, right? Opening title, the music mm. music <laughs> sequence. And uh, quite some of the marketing material or like posters and all mm. uh, were created by James himself. Yeah. You know, I think with the blessings of um, the director and, and yes, and the writers and all, um, and the producer, James actually yeah he actually mm. created the opening track. Which I on the first listen I was like wow this is fantastic. It captures <laughs> the entire mood of what we're going for yeah. for this series. I mean, even yeah even without knowing the language, when we watched the final cut and all, we just felt like okay we we understand. Where why the opening track like was like mm. this and all. So can you just talk a little bit about the process of how you channeled whatever you were feeling on set and about your character and all into the music?
2: Well, I was... Well, when you create music, I guess you're always looking for a earworm, right? Yeah. But this one, I was like... It was a very quirky f- uh, series. Mm. It's a, it's like, you know, uh, what the hell? You know, is this for real? Is this for true? It sounded wacky, goofy. Yeah. So immediately, I was like, this is... If 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 that if this was made in Hollywood, who would have been the um, the guy who would have made music for this series? Yeah, visually it's questionable, but I would say Danny Elfman. Mm-hmm. So he's the guy who did Ever Seize His Hand. Mm-hmm. Oh. And Beetlejuice. Mm, yeah. So i got like, you know, he's got the Beetlejuice sound. You know that. So that was really, Danny Alpin was kind of like my inspiration for that. And the that little sound bite, that little bass line or the piano, you know, was what inspired me. And I said, okay, this would go well with the mass soundtrack. And then I just let it flow with the with the uh, you know violin part and st- stuff like that with yeah, the trumpets, give it like the grandeur. Mm. We're gonna fucking march, man! Bring in the orchestra, you know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was pretty much it actually. And then I just got it done in like within two hours, three hours, I guess, tops. that's mm. mm. crazy. That means yeah.
1: like like because I mean to to it, like like the but it takes a lifetime of of, of understanding and mm. studying film and knowing like what mood each soundtrack oh, yeah. gives you
2: i love soundtracks like
1: to yeah. be able to two hours come out of that you know like yeah like, and to just say okay that works for this and then everyone mm-hmm. else is like oh shit yeah this is correct
0: and, and i mean to get a taste of it there's a link in the show notes to either the full episodes on me watch or the trailer
1: yes, yes, uh, yes we'll
0: yes. put a link so you mm-hmm. can listen to it right now to, to understand what we are talking about. I'm yeah. putting it
2: up on Spotify. So yeah. Oh I can, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just, can you I, put it up by the time this podcast comes out? I up? think so. I just sent it in yesterday. Okay. Okay. So okay. it'll take like a week or so, I guess.
0: Oh, okay. Cool, so Yeah. Cool, cool. should be up. Yes. yes. Mm. Yeah,
2: that, that, I mean, yeah. So so that was cool. And also the poster, right? Yeah, the
1: poster as well. Mm. I think one uh, of the mar- um one of the marketing collateral the pictures yeah, like I think so, yeah. As it's but so you are you, you you are so called, that's why we call you a multi-hyphenate at the start, because uh-huh. you, are, you are dabbling in quite a number of different fields. Uh, but besides James, the actor, what are the, what would what, what we say is the second uh, or third things, third pieces of, uh, fields of art that you're going to be pursuing the next few years? La?
2: I would really love to pursue um, producing like films or series, mm. Okay, you know. Okay. Uh, collaborate or something like that. You know, having met you guys, I have like a lot of ideas as well. Hopefully mm. we can, you know, get down to it. Hopefully mm. you can hear me out in the future. Would like to work with you guys. But yeah, more or less I would say music, you know, try to keep learning, try to keep doing, try to, you know, not expect a lot, but just do it honestly. Um try to get um you know, get my posters, poster work out there so other people can hire me for it in terms of, you know, for their series and stuff like this, little things, you know, to keep myself occupied. Yeah. Uh, Basically, it's just that if I'm not at shoot, I'm just probably going to be like lazing at home or watching, you know, by watching, I would say also learning the craft of uh, filmmaking and acting by watching series and films. But yeah, I'm also working, I just started like this, a new uh, online shop, Oh. So I'm like you know uh, investing a lot of time on that. Oh, what,
1: what like e-commerce?
0: Yeah, yeah, like. yeah.
2: So I was like selling clothes uh, that yeah. you have de- that you design. Ah, uh, no, no. There there are um, uh, there are t-shirts, mugs, and stuff like that that I want to like. It's like a print-on-demand stuff. Uh, yeah. So basically, I started this shop because I wanted like my artwork. So I, I kind of have my artwork right. So I want to like you know have them printed out and then you know sell them online. But th- through that idea was uh, something that I figured out, hey, why not get, um, you know, uh, why don't I sell clothes as well? Mm. So, you know, I you know, sourced out for clothes, you know, and stuff like that. And then put mm. them all on my, it's like your Sheen and it's mm. like your Lazada and mm. stuff like that. So I have like a clothing store online. Oh, nice. You can go to like, sorry, excuse me, shoprebel.shop. So Shop it's Shop uh, www.shoprebel.shop. Dot shop so that's rebel as in r-e-b-e-l yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah i was always known as a rebel in the industry so i was like okay why the fuck not let's just it. keep it in there uh,
1: shop shop <clears throat> yeah wow, wow. So,
2: that is cool so yeah in terms of other than my art i would say it's like when i say art it's the whole collective thing music yeah. making mm. poster making or painting or whatever the stuff you know mm. yeah acting
0: so so aside from that where else can people find you on all the social platforms
2: i would say Mostly Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. That's
1: um, at the the James Kuma. Yeah, Twitter. which one? Which one is the most real? The real James Kuma.
2: Ah, that's a very, very good question. Um, recently, right, I started tinkering with the uh, Insta Insta Reels, 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 stuff Reels, like yeah. uh, show what I'm doing or the people around me, trying to make people laugh, or you know trying to show what the set life is, you know, set life is. I mean, (laughs) but other than that, I've been using my Instagram for the past few years as a means to like say, hey guys, I'm relevant. I'm available for hire or for like casting. That was always the case, which is why you see me with that little brooding face or a pose with my serious face, you know, stuff like that. It's just to, you know, keep up with, you know, with times. You know, uh, I'm available as an actor. This is how I look. And uh, to keep giving the 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 people who are following that hey I'm 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 here. I hmm. uh, wouldn't uh, and I would say everything and anything on social media is not gonna be real 100 percent all the time. Everyone's selling the versions of themselves that sure. that they feel is you know uh, going to be likable. They want to yeah. be liked. They want to be loved. I will not deny that. Um, for me, it's like yes, there is some truth in that. But it's more so that, you know, I want to get jobs. Mm. It's more for me, social media is a means whereby I, I want to get jobs. I want to keep doing what I'm doing. And that is one way for me to put myself out there. In terms of like, you know, how do I want to make it more personal? Whereby I I don't know. I, 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 don't, I, I find it difficult to um, integrate my personal life into social media life. Mm. because I do not want them to clash mm. at all. So I keep it in a sense that it is probably my professional. Uh, social media is like my professional um, stuff. But uh, in that same sense, I want to learn how to not make it as uh, dull. Mm. Uh, try to be more, you know, warm or and, and for the entertaining.
0: Pers- for the personal stuff will be OnlyFans.com. Yes,
2: OnlyFans.com. Slash James Kumar on Harish's lap <laughs> with a box of chocolates. Yeah, with a
0: box of chocolates. Very long URL, eh? yeah, very. James Kumar on Harish's lap hey. with a box of
2: chocolates. <laughs> the longer, the better.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I think, I think uh, he's been very real. Yeah, this man. Podcast as well. Yeah, I mean, you we learn a lot of things that we
3: definitely didn't know about <laughs> James Kumar.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: even the people who interviewed you for Folio will
0: be like, "Damn, I didn't know about <laughs> James. Yeah, this yeah, side I'm of James got a
3: break." <laughs> <laughs>
2: We won't yeah. go that far. We won't yeah. go that far. We won't yeah. go that far. That's we'll a bit of that oh, he's not yeah. the token brown guy who do we need <laughs> in the series or the magazine.
0: Yeah, but I mean you have been real. You have shared a lot of stuff, which we which we appreciate. Like, yeah. Mr. James Kumar. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm yeah. being paid for this, right? Uh we can we can settle that. We'll be paid with exposure. Oh, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, exposure. Yeah, exposure. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. we need these yeah. days, actually. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, it's very
2: hard to come by. Yeah. yeah, don't expansion. worry.
1: We, we will expose the fuck out of you. <laughs> no, yeah. and then we we are going to because the the we have to plug the show, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, Correct. Which is uh, can you
1: give the details? again?
0: Which is uh, called Mas Poi Sandetong.
2: This coming from a guy who but, just produced
0: yeah. <laughs> the show. <laughs> 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 Mas Poi Sandetong. 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 Why
2: must you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey,
2: racist! Wait, wait, wait there right, is right,
0: you,
1: no you right. trying to no, no. no hey, come on. Hey, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and PS MPS. <and> Mars <laughs> poi
2: send the
0: tomb. Send the tomb. Tomb. Send the tomb. Send the tomb. Tom. Tom. Ah, okay, Mars poi send the tomb. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it means Mars we have arrived. Uh
2: we have reached Mars. We have reached Mars. Okay.
0: So it is 13 episodes, 25 minutes each. James Kumar is playing one of the most uh, prominent characters who's a scientist with equal parts drama, equal parts comedy. And we are super excited about it. Mm, yeah. The full series will be dropping on MeWATCH Premium 26th January with the full series being available to everyone on MeWATCH 2nd February. Uh, we are going to have a few more stars from the show on the podcast. Yeah, that's um, right. And some trailers will be out, some photos will be out. The poster that James created will yeah. be out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll put all the links in the show notes as and when they go public. Um yeah. But yeah. But
1: any 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 last things you wanna plug or tell our audience? Before we go into the final segment. Yeah.
2: Not really. I mean I mean it was a very natural conversation. Okay. Okay. Um, I oh. like I like that. I'm not here to plug shit or whatever. No, why, except why? for the show. Mm. So yeah. <laughs> that's all I care about. There will be space.
1: there is that one more. Uh, thing that we need yeah, to la. go through la. which is the one shock one thing. thing which yeah, we we'll gave you yeah,
0: yeah which we we'll give you a heads up on before this podcast so you yeah. have no excuse for not coming up with something good that's a lie um I, so yeah. even now we'll give you a few minutes because terence and i will go first yeah we
1: yeah. mean go where we no, each
0: no. of us will give our one shock thing la. we take yeah. turns james yeah. i
2: don't know okay let's say i'll come up with something okay
1: English yeah first. uh my one shock thing yes. is uh ozark season four oh. on Netflix. Ozark is back, so um, I mean, it's it's. I think I believe this is the final season, yeah, and uh, part one, right? Yeah, correct. Part mm. one, only part one's out, and I think the inevitable comparisons to Breaking Bad have already, you know, people mm. are, keep discussing it already. So uh, is it? Uh, is it what?
2: Is it as good? Is it better? Um,
1: it, it it's in the same area, but I don't think. I think it has surpassed Breaking Bad in certain ways already. Wow! Like like the details to which they go to in terms of the money laundering, uh, are so intricate that that um. It I've been p-
2: I've been putting off. To bring it off, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I yeah, felt yeah. that. Is it, are they trying to be like Breaking Bad? Exactly,
1: Band? exactly. Yeah. And initially, you think so. But then, now, I look at Breaking Bad, I'm like, wow, that one felt like uh, kindergarten for money laundering. Oh, really? Ozark is like, really, like, you go to college and learn money laundering. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I, do, no, that one, I don't think everyone's fascinated with, with that that world. Uh, but mm-hmm. they, they, they also create very interesting characters that you would never expect them to in, uh, intersect. But they do. In a very organic way. And that's what I love about it. Mm. So, so yeah, now season four, part one's out. Do check it out. Yeah.
0: Oh, I see. Okay, cool. Uh, my one shook thing is this blog post that I actually saw or uh, recommended by Tim Ferris. It's called 100 Tips for a Better Life by this blogger called Ideopunk. I believe his name is Connor Barnes or something. And why I thought this was a cool cool list is because it's not your... Standard kind of like, oh, you know, always be positive and think about the silver lining. Um, He just breaks it down into a few different things like possessions, (laughs) love, cooking. And the first one under possessions is if you want to find out about people's opinions on a product, Google that product followed by Reddit. You'll get real people arguing as compared to the SEO Google results. True. Um, And some other stuff. So it's not like, yeah, like the typical stuff you hear. And I actually really enjoyed... Um, reading it lah. so some uh, so some good bits of advice, some funny. Uh, but yeah, it's just a it's just a, a good read, good mm. read mm. that is not overly positive. There's a bit of cynicism there, which I always yeah. appreciate. I love that, like yeah. the
2: onion. That's the best. Yeah, one of the best things I ever. Yeah, read yeah. The but the this onion. one, the onion is more like satire. full satire. <laughs> yeah. This
0: one I wouldn't say is satire because there are things that make you make you think. You like, know, till
2: today, a lot of people, you know. They don't know that they are in a satire. That's the best. That's the best
0: part. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So
2: so that's my one show thing.
3: Uh
0: All right, James.
2: One show thing. I don't know this, but uh, since you touched on the the uh, subject of Netflix, yeah, I'm not sure a lot of people would have watched this show, but it's really, really good. I would say it's dark humor. It's cynical. All Mm. down my alley. Uh, It's called Happy.
0: Uh, oh yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: yeah I think everyone should watch it's like uh, this guy It's this, crazy yeah this jaded dad or cynical father figure whose daughter is being kidnapped and he is going safer yeah. while while all that is happening he unearths this really dark weird world you know that's underground yeah. and uh, all while speaking to an imaginary horse. Mm. right as a friend guiding him throughout the uh, entire journey of trying to save or uncover the truth
0: is his daughter his daughter who gets kidnapped and it's her imaginary friend yes uh, so uh, only
2: kids can see this so yeah. this horse was desperate to save her so he kind of finds her dad and then it's it's like you know how come am i seeing things and he, he's actually finally realizes oh my god i can see this imaginary friend which yeah. is a horse yeah uh, very funny. So yeah. I think that's. How the hell do you chance
1: upon Upon it or just recommendations? I don't
2: know, I just chance upon, you know, just by reading <laughs> what's being offered by that show. Mm. And I thought, oh, okay. This it's could be it's fun. super
0: unique, like, super yeah, unique. Yeah, it is yeah. super unique. It's, it's you know, so. I finished both. the two seasons, right? One. Oh, one. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, From I think no one. Yeah, it, it, was, yeah. it was good. It was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Ooh, wow. All right. Nice.
2: Wow. But one more show thing that's coming out is going to be Mars, Boys and the Gola. Yes. Oh, oh, what you know, a, a
1: way to doubt end. Doubt. Yeah. Wow. La. <laughs> no way, no way. Our, our, I know our audience will be full
2: force to watch I it. I can't wait yeah, for right. them to watch it. I really can't wait for them to yeah. watch it. I think they're really, 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 really going to enjoy it. It's going to be a, uh, you know, a, you know, it's like a breath of fresh air for yeah. them to watch something like this on uh, on the uh, Tamil channel. Oh, it's, even it's with fully subtitles. yeah it's yeah, fully with subtitled
1: Something in English uh,
0: I'm sure everyone yeah. will enjoy it yeah. Yeah. yeah and and it's my Vasantam debut as well yes yeah, so, so that
2: should be fun I'm, uh, I'm it's eager. going to be a very short-lived career for me <laughs> <than that. laughs> the <channel>. <laughs> 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 yeah, I enjoyed it while it lasted
0: while it I enjoyed it while it lasted
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah but cool man thanks cool, so much cool. for coming on James thanks for coming by uh, and as always if you have any thoughts go post it on the Reddit they actually and tied
2: my legs to the ground Yeah. yeah so yeah. he can't leave. I yeah, was he forced to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, thanks,
0: man. And we'll ha- we will have you back sometime.
2: Yeah, yeah. Have me here as often as you want. Let's talk about deep stuff. I'm always, you know. Deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that kind of, you know, conversations. All cool. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Peace.